Check it is Sunday, October the 11th, 2020, and it is the pregame show here on Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. Week five, Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yes, <clears throat> the Gene Kelly singing in the rain. It is going to be that type of day in Pittsburgh today as we are dealing with the remnants of Hurricane Delta as it pushes through the Northeast and will pretty much be dumping a consistent, steady, gloomy, just Rainy day, um, football weather, I guess you could call it. Some people think snow is football weather. But anything, anytime you introduce some other elements into the game, it makes it for what football really is what it should be, and that is that grindy, kind of muddy, dirty. The ball could pop out at any minute because of the conditions. Uh, just a, I, I used to love playing football in this type of weather as a kid because you get muddy. And it's really fun to play in the rain and, and get muddy. So we got week five. We got Eagles. We got Steelers coming up a little bit later in the pod. Kyle Quinn will be with me and we'll break this thing all down. It has been a week, of course, as I've mentioned earlier on and in a previous podcast earlier in the week. The Eagles are coming off that 25-20 victory against the San Francisco 49ers. And it puts them in first place in the NFC as we begin play today and 
Just amazing, actually. At 1-2-1, one, and one, the Philadelphia Eagles can boast the first-place record in their division. But it is what the NFC East is, and it's, it is what the NFC East has been for the last couple seasons. Um, someone's got to win that division. And right now, as I have been very vocal about the fact that this team and, and the Eagles are just not a good football team. They're just not a deep, rostered football team with the wrong type of players. But they continuously find themselves in situations like they are in right now, where they are currently in first place. Now, there's going to be some um, some things are going to kind of battle them their way out this week. Uh, the Giants are playing the Cowboys this week, so one of them teams is going to get a win, uh, or maybe not. You know, maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they will tie. But um, so you know, but even win, lose, or draw for the Eagles, they will still find themselves in this thing at the end of the day. They are playing an AFC team today. Not to say that every game doesn't matter, but when you're playing out of conference, you know, the out of conference tiebreakers are kind of the, the low down on the list. So the Eagles find themselves in, a, in and again, in a very good situation uh, standings wise as they begin play today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But of course the ultimate responsibility and the ultimate goal for this football team is to go out there and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz field and in front of fans. That's right. Uh, the governor of Pennsylvania this week, as I've already mentioned, have has authorized that I believe up to 20% of outdoor sporting venues can be populated by fans. Now, he has also put a little bit of a um, uh, asterisk on that by saying that it'll come down to the local municipality to whether, you know, to either let that happen or let that not happen. But as far as the state is concerned, um, they are okay with it. So out there in Pittsburgh today, they will have fans in the stands partaking in today's game against the Eagles and the Steelers. So, um, you know, we're stepping our way back into some, some normalcy and we're stepping our way back into some um, um, pre-COVID world, which I know everybody is more than more than ready to be deep into and and i of course am, am as well but but today we got a football game and today we got a football game between the philadelphia eagles and the pittsburgh steelers now for most intent for most i guess purposes um this is the first legit test of the of the philadelphia eagles against any opponent this year uh you can make a case for the rams you can make a case for the niners but when you're looking at the steelers you're looking at a team that is Battle-tested, veteran-proven. You got a starting quarterback who is a future Hall of Famer in Ben Roethlisberger. He's also a Super Bowl champion. You got a Super Bowl champion head coach in Mike Tomlin. So this is not a um, fly-by-night, let's get lucky out there type of team. This is a this is a proven team. Now they play in the AFC North, which is a division that has been uh, recently dominated by the Baltimore Ravens. But they they do push the Ravens. And they are expected to play the Ravens twice a season. So this is going to be a true test to what this football team is really about today. Um, I really believe that. And then when you factor in the weather, you factor in the rain, you factor in the drew that you know the the type of day that is going to be out there in Pittsburgh. I think it's just an abs- this is going to be an absolute huge test for this football team. Comes uh, come here at one o'clock, and um, good. Good, because I think what the Eagles can do is they can build off of what happened last week. Now, win, lose, or draw, I think when you look at the game inside the game for the Eagles today, 
you just want to see them continue to get better. Uh, you want to see certain aspects of this team continue to get better. The offensive line, which uh, me and Kyle will talk about in depth about certain, you know, the Jordan Mylotta's role on that line. You just want to see that connectivity and that continuity with that, that group continue to get a little bit better. Obviously, when you look at what Doug Peterson has had to work with on the offensive side of the ball this year, you know, it kind of puts into the, to focus a little bit about how limited his playbook has been. Uh, when you when you patch together an offensive line, you know, heading into week one, and then that patchwork has been needed to be patched as we get into week five, there's certain aspects of your game and your game plan that you're, not, you're just not going to be able to run that well. And it's going to take time for that meshing to happen. And uh, that is more evident in – that is not more evident than it is in the screen game. Now, the screen game is a uh, a part of the game – a part of this game that – the West Coast offense really, really relies on. And if you can run an effective screen game, uh, actually that's the, the meat and bones of the West Coast offense when you look at that, is, is the ability to run the screen game. Now, Doug Peterson in his time here in Philadelphia, I, I wouldn't even say that he's been married to the screen game. I mean, he'll, he'll use it a bit. He doesn't use it anywhere near the way Andy Reid used it while he was here. But Doug Peterson still uses it. And when you can't or you don't feel confident in your ability of the offensive line to pull, uh, to get in sync with their blocking, to know where that running back is before they even throw that first block. So basically you take that thing right off the table from the very beginning. It limits you. It does. It limits you. It takes a, it takes a big chunk of your offense away. And that has been evident uh, this season with the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they have been playing a very limited playbook. And, um, you know, rolling Carson out doing the RPOs, getting him on the move. I mean, that's Carson Wentz as a quarterback. But right now, Doug Peterson has really no other choice but to play Carson that way because of the fact that he's um, so limited in, in what they can do. So, listen, uh, we get another week into this. Uh, the offensive line in, in the concurrent configuration as it is right now has had another week to work together. Um, I think you're going to start seeing a little bit better play from them as a group, um, you know, they've definitely gotten better since week one and their eight quarterback sacks allowed. But um, I think you're going to start seeing them get a little bit better. And um, and today's going to be a test. Today in a game that should be and almost you think it will be dominated by the run game because of the elements, that offensive line is going to have to be out of block. That offensive line is going to have to know their assignments. That offensive line is going to have to be where they need to be in order to execute any kind of running game. Now, heading in today, um, obviously, when you look at the Steelers and you look at the Eagles, Steelers enter today at 3-0. They are coming off of a forced bye week um, because of their interaction with the Tennessee Titans, who, of course, tested positive. Multiple players on that team tested positive for COVID-19. So the Steelers were coming off of a forced bye week. Um, So they're rested. You know, they're rested, their their players, whatever things they, they've been dealing with or or um pretty much handled right now. The Eagles, of course, are are still kind of finding their way through their their own selves as we enter play today. So when you look at that, you can make a case that the Steelers might have a little bit of an upper edge on the Eagles because of coming off of a bye week. But you know, I don't know. I was never a fan of the bye week. I think the bye weeks were in it, you know in installed into the game today because of just the the wear and tear that this game has on a player. 
Uh, I don't think they're un- there. I, th- I believe they're necessary, but um, you know, there's always something to be said about a team that's hot or a team that's playing to keep the ball rolling, to keep that gel happening. And, and a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, to be honest with you, don't need a bye week right now. They don't. They got to continue to build their continuity and, and they got to continue to work together and get get on the same page. So the Steelers are coming off of a bye week. The Eagles are not. But the Eagles are coming off of their first victory of the year against the San Francisco 49ers last week. So both teams kind of probably feeling pretty good about themselves heading into today. Um, as I said, you know, you got a game out there that's going to be really sloppy. It's going to be really kind of, you know, um, kind of trudgy, you know. Every yard is probably going to be is going to be contested and every yard is going to matter. I think, as I will discuss later on in the podcast, with my three keys to Eagle victory, um, I think they're very ind- indicative of, of the type of environment they're going to be playing in today. Uh, and I also believe that there's one stat that has really jumped out at me about the Eagles so far in 2020, and that is a stat that, to me, um, might go a little bit unnoticed, um, but it's a stat that bothers me. And that is the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles, as a collective team, have scored 30 second-half points combined in four weeks of football. If you break that down a little bit and you do the fuzzy math, you do the rudimentary math, it's about 7.2 points per game. Uh, You're not going to be able to win in November and in December if your football team is putting up an average of 7.2 points in the second half of games. You're just not going to be able to. Um, and I really want to see the Eagles turn that trend around. Uh, I really want to see that they they need to score some second half points. They need to they need to find out a a way to continue to to, to just push through victory. Now, why are they only scoring seven point two points per second half? I mean, a lot of that is you know adjustments being made at halftime. Uh, maybe the game plan that they ran in the first half for some reason wasn't working and Doug decides to go another way with it. Um, maybe the score, um, you know, is indicative of that. Uh, and also the turnovers have been indicative of that. A lot of the turnovers the Eagles have, have, have caused or created, I shouldn't say caused, but created, have been second-half turnovers. And mostly in the stat of seven, Carson Wentz interceptions so far through 2020. Now, that is another stat that me and Kyle will talk a little bit about, that is very glaring to me. Carson Wentz threw seven interceptions combined total in 2019. He also threw seven interceptions combined in total in 2018. He has thrown seven interceptions through four games in 2020. That stat needs to change. That needs to to stop. Carson Wentz needs to stop throwing interceptions. Now, why is he throwing interceptions? Well, you can say for a myriad of reasons. You can say that it's because the receivers weren't open or he's holding on to the football or, you know, <clears throat> he made the wrong read or he made the wrong – he's throwing off his back foot. Whatever you want to call it, or the ball was deflected or tipped at the line of scrimmage, however you want to cut it, interceptions are mechanical problems, okay? Something mechanically in the quarterback's delivery caused this interception. Now, is it 100% mechanical? Absolutely not. That, you know, that is not, you know, the ball does sometimes go in and out of the wide receiver's hands, tips off his shoulder, you know, hits his chest, deflects off. That's not the quarterback. But what I have seen Carson Wentz's interceptions in 2020 have been, have been mechanical interceptions. Uh, They they were ill-advised throws. 
they were throws that were too high. They were throws that you know the receiver was able to get a fingertip on, but that's about it. There were throws that came off the point of launch too low across the off the line of scrimmage, and they were deflected by the defense. They have been mechanical interceptions, and Carson Wentz needs to stop that. He needs to fix that. And as I said, me and Kyle will we'll break that down a little bit, and we'll break down a lot about this game. We'll talk more about about the um, basically, you know, what what are the vibes coming out of the 49er game for this team? You know, I talked a little bit about that earlier in the week. I think that you know the Eagles should have, and they should, and they deserve to feel good about themselves coming off of that Niner game. I think they do. A win is a win is a win in the National Football League, no matter how you get it. It's still a win. Now. Is it something they can build upon? Absolutely. Is it something that can lead to a trend in the different direction than things have been going so far this season? Absolutely. Is it fool's gold? Could be. And we'll see. But, you know, it, it was a, it was a great, you know, the game. I mentioned the game inside the game. I mentioned the fact that we here in Philadelphia have a tendency to look deep in the game inside the game. And today – uh, as we begin to dissect this game, and as we dissected every game so far this season, there's some things you can take on the positive of the game inside the game. There's some things you can take on the negative, and there's some indifferent things. And I'll give you an example of an indifferent game inside the game type thing. And that was the, the quarterback play of Nick Mullins last last year, or excuse me, last week against the Eagles. Nick Mullins was built coming into this game as you know not your average backup quarterback. Well, he lived up to that. He's not your average backup quarterback. He's not even a backup quarterback. He didn't play like a backup. He played like a third-string quarterback. So I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to gift anything to this football team. I don't think he's he's going to. I think Ben can move the football. Ben knows how to move the football. Ben knows when to hold them, know when to fold them, and know when to run away. He does. He's been doing it for many years. And it's going to lead him into the Hall of Fame. So today is going to be a test. It's going to be a huge test for, once again, a, a, a beat-up secondary, a, uh, a defensive line that's been playing better. It's going to be a test. And, again, we'll get into the injury reports. We'll get into everything here on the backside of this. Uh, and a lot more to talk about. But it's week five, Eagles Steelers. I will see you guys on the other side of this pod. Check it out, and I'll see you guys on the other side.